Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, gamers, skeezers, geeks alike. Is this week's Monkey Nut Punch podcast with me, your beautiful, beautiful host, Gareth, and my not so beautiful host, but still beautiful, because everyone's beautiful. Keith, you, you get really thrown off when I give you a compliment at the beginning of this, don't you? <laughs> well, I was thinking, you're, you thinking you're beautiful. Um, mirror, mirror on the wall. <laughs> I'm joking. Um, yes, you did throw me a little bit. Hi, guys. Hello. Hi, Biff. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> anyway, how we doing? Um, <laughs> he's not wrong. <laughs> Sorry, What's this? people on the podcast, I'm I... responding to some comments. Right. Um, I, I, I told you, I told you, Keith, I said you'll be begging for Stephen Moffat by the time this is all over. Do you, do you, know, do you know what I shouldn't do? Right? I shouldn't watch the, the Doctor Who Confidential Replacement or Doctor Who Unleashed because that program almost pisses me off more when they start interviewing Russell T. Davis and you just think, what a twat, um, than actually watching the show itself. I mean, the show is, well, we, we'll talk about it in a minute. But then they interview him and you just go, well, Shut I actually up, used Russell. the C word. I actually used the C word at one point because something he said I found so egregious. I just went, you're a bit of a, aren't you? Um, but um Yes. Anyway, let's talk about something positive to start with before we get into the quagmire of gunk that is Doctor Who. Um, well, Doctor Disappointment. So, um, I love Slow Horses. I'm so happy the Slow Horses on TV. Cheers me right up. It did. Um, it does me. It's my favourite moment of the week, actually. Wednesdays, I sit down... And um, I watch the slow horses, and it just—it makes me smile. It, it's drama, it's dramatic. There are moments, but Jackson Lamb is just such a vile character. He's brilliant. He's <laughs> an excellent character. You know what I find really funny is this. This feels like this. It could be the spin-off to Spooks. Yeah, it really does. You just replace um, Lady Die with Harry. Yeah, mm. and you could have had the spin off the spokes. And I just love the idea. Slow House is such a great idea, it really is. Um, so this, so to this week, we found out that the the Tiger team who was supposed to be testing MI6 security uh, through uh, a company called Chieftain what was it Sly Monteith? What's Sly sort for? Slimy, um, um, had uh, what do you call it? Hired this guy to do the work, but the guys turned on, on them. Um, and I, as I said before, I thought I got a feeling that there were another two teams there, and I was right because there was the Chieftain team, and then there was him that was hired. Um, they still got Standish, they've got is that the guy from uh, Agents of Shield? Yes, among other okay. things, it's the guy from Agents of Shield. Oh, okay, I thought as much, I couldn't remember, but it was one of those things because I wasn't a big fan of Agents of Shield, so my memory. Not so great with that. So they've caught the guy. They've got a guy from Chieftain. They've got a guy from Slough House. Um, River got the shit kicked out of him, which I fucking loved. He's sitting there with I can't Duffy is his name, the guy in charge of the dogs, as they lovingly call it. And he's like sitting in there. He's like, you, you hit hit a hit a what's it called officer? Because I get dismissed for that. Yeah, he's kicking the shit out of him. And then then the bald matey comes in. Yeah, and he's like, because he's like. Oh, it goes to get any moment because I love it because it goes get any moment that those doors will open and I'll be set free like that because because it goes Jackson Lamb and he gives him it's that and the other anyway the bald mate with the funny ears comes in and he just takes a running fucking flying kick to the nuts the guy really I looked at that one I just had a crunch mm. Mm, it was it was absolutely beautiful and then when he gets outside and he sees the guy who's kicked him in the bollocks who's not the in charge of the dogs he's like aren't you the guy Aren't you the guy from uh, my, my local park? The one who goes around picking up dog shit. <laughs> just insult. He knows what he's like. And he knows how to get under people's skin, Jackson Lamb, which is a fantastic character. And it's just it's just beautiful the way it's done. And you've got, um, what do you call it? Oh, I can't remember a bloody name now. You've got the two other ones. You've got the one from Luther and the black fella, who's the, ga the gambling addict. And they're uh, in the house and she's got fucking cocaine on her. And then they get stopped by the Met. 
for breaking and entering and it's just like oh shit and he's like because she's giving him shit for gambling and he knows that she's doing uh lines shall we say whilst on the job um which i find i find very uh very amusing so well she yeah, got a she got a bit of a uh payback karma came around and kicked her in the arse a bit which i thought hmm. was kind of serve you right um so no i liked that I liked that bit actually, and I, I like them breaking into the house and you realizing, uh oh, you know, because that's the kind of giveaway that the, the 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 tiger team are in this for two different things. They're in it for all the conspiracy theorists things, but I don't know how that links to the character <clears throat> at the beginning. That, ah, you know... so I don't. So I think that the the the, the guy I can't remember his name, the black fella, who's the one running, who was running the tiger team. I think he's recruited the two the two siblings who are these house they're using. He's recruited them and he's asked for the grey books on their behalf because he's playing another game, if that makes any sense. So he's asking for the grey books as a distraction so he can then find something else. Yeah, because if he finds out what the grey books are, I imagine he'll find out what all the other stuff is. And it's quite... What's her name? He calls a lady die. What's the character's name? Played by... Um... I can't remember oh, her name. I can't... Well, she calls a lady die. That's... Second chair. I mean, that's what the she's yeah. second chair. Where and you've got the first chair who is calculating, should we say? Um, oh, I just oh, there's a there's, I love when they do these these little character moments, which uh, you know summarize a character in, in one bit. Where you've got yeah. um, you've got the the, the the more politician lady who I can't remember her name either. Christian Scott Thomas plays Lady Die. Yes. Well, I can't yeah. call her anything other than that. So, but there's a great bit where they're in the they're in the in the in the meeting room. And they're talking to each other, and she turns around and she says, "Oh, let's hope we get, hope everyone gets out of this unscathed like that." He goes, "Yeah, because I'm hoping Standish will be fine," because I wasn't thinking about Standish. And it's great because you know, she's a bitch, but she cares, and the other mm. one's a bitch and doesn't care. And it's mm. great characterization because it's nice, mm. because as I said before, there's nothing wrong with having a, a, a character who is an asshole. And cares because that makes them interesting and you kind of like them and i liked her for that yeah and it's the first time i actually went you know what i'm on your fucking side all through this because the last two seasons it's pretty much been the slow horses against her yeah they've turned her not into an adversary now they've turned her into a bit of a sort of uneasy ally yeah an uneasy ally which i thought was clever um i love the bit as you fight you know because you've got like the really sort of Oh, what's the slimy, slimy oh, spider? Um, no, no the, sli- the the slimy sort of home secretary character oh, who yes. at the beginning has one over, but by the end of that episode, it's all oh, oh, oh it's all gone tits up. And again, Jackson Lamb is there. He's like, well, it looks like you're ro- you better clean up your roadkill, which is just like really scathing. Mm. But mm. again, totally deserved. Um, I didn't see that coming. And I don't think it was the punch that killed him. I think he was shot. No, I think the it was head. the impact against the window. You reckon? He yeah, didn't hit him that hard. I mean, he deserved well, the punch. He smashed but... his head against the window. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I thought there was a... The, prob- the um... problem is, is if you know if you know anything, our government's procedure goes as follows. If in a hostage situation, the hostage takers kill anyone, you kill all the hostage takers. That's the rule. Which, if they're clever enough, they'll play into t- later on towards the game, and and they're all three of those people have done it are going to get. <laughs> Problem by Duffy think... and his lot. I I I think the, the 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 dude that did it has got to somewhat survive this because there's something else going on there. Um, but again, we you know when you find out because I generally thought that the blonde guy was just you know being a slimy bit bit of a prick. Um, and he was getting his comeuppance and he was being the coward that we know he is. That was quite a good twist that he was like in the private security firm. And it was like, when he got all smarmy, he was like, nah, it was like, you're about to get it's, killed. You're it, gonna do get you know it what now. the funny thing was? It's the moment they went, oh, that title's really wanky. And the guy says, Mr. Webb, you can come through. And he was really respectful towards him. I went, oh, he fucking works for him, doesn't he? I didn't know up until that point until he turned around. Cause you see the guy; he's really respectful for him, like he's someone high up in the company. Yeah, and I went, "Oh, you work for him." I didn't know realize he was the guy, but I knew that he worked for him. It's like kind of I was expecting to see his boss and then him say something back and forth, but no, it was him. Oh my, what a wanker! 
I'm so annoyed that they killed him because there's so much opportunity for arsehole-ness. Oh, I don't yeah. know. There was a few other arseholes there, and the boss is a bit of an arsehole. And again, Lamb's visit to him. And like his chauffeur was a dude out the bill. Did you know that? He was, he was one of the CID coppers in the old ITV series, The Bill, for fucking years. I haven't seen him like in anything mm. since The Bill, but I remember him. And he bastard hasn't got any older. Um, but anyway, he was the guy, the chauffeur, but Lamb getting into the car and then letting one off in the fucking Rolls Royce after lighting up a fag. Right? You know, there you are in this beautiful Rolls Royce and he, let, he sparks up a fag, which I thought was like, <laughs> he just lets one off. And I love it. He goes, do you mind? And he's already started smoking. And it's like kind of, yeah, I do actually. Tough. <laughs> that speaks volumes about his character, him as a character. Um, I love Lam it because he doesn't give Lam a fuck. Is genius. You know, he is yeah. such well, a... You have to... Go on. You have to remember that he was, he, he's, he, he, he worked, it, he was in behind the Iron Curtain. He got caught by the, the, the well, not the FPS, what they call them, uh, KGB, KGB. And, was tor- and was tortured by them. So pretty much anything you can throw at him, he doesn't give a shit because he's been through worse. And that's why he's got that attitude. It, it makes him, in one respect, he's a vile character, but in other, he is like one of the best spies there, which makes no sense why he's in Slough House, except that he's a lazy fucker. But he is genuinely a brilliant spy. And in every sort of season, you see those skills come out. And you, you see the fact that he's just like, you know, if he applied himself, he'd be 10 times better than anyone in, in, in you know in there it's just that he can't be asked but he's, what makes him interesting is he is genuinely a brilliant spy and the fact that he cottoned on that you know he was going to be meeting up the home secretary and he turns up and he knows where to apply pressure but i mean at some point you know it's got to come out that he killed standish's boss that's got to come out at some point no husband not boss i thought it was her, no it was her boss that she was sleeping with not husband. her husband Oh, I, think, I love yeah, that then. But here's the twist. Two, I yeah. think, yeah, I think that, I think that he was fine, and Standish was the spy. And I think that he, because he fucked up like this is the this is my theory. I have to go and read, go through the books, but because I think because he fucked up like that, where he got the wrong person, that's why he got sent to Slough House, and that's why Standish is there so he can keep an eye on her. It's a good theory. Because the other thing too is Standish is also a good spy, and yeah, she, she demonstrates is. that when she goes into the house, she turns around and says, "The as the woman's going up the stairs, she goes, you didn't have to look for the light switch." Uh, gathered by the the names on the wall, he goes, "There are three children." They make sure either Allison or uh, Susan or whatever, yeah. So which one is it? Because you're definitely not Ben, because Ben must be this this one here, yeah. And uh, it's so she demonstrates, and she's done it before. When I remember when they were sitting there trying to track the car in the first, the track the lorry mm. in the first one. And she literally mm. phones up the thingy company because I'm sorry, I've lost my car. Can you tell me where it is? And then they give them the lo- give her the location. They're sitting there, and you've got Ho trying to do all this technical stuff, and she just makes a phone call and gets the information because she she is a good she's another one who's a good spy too. Um, it's funny because River has fucking embarrassed the dogs on I think three occasions, but they've only caught him on two. Yeah, which is just amazing. So he's got some skills, but he's fucking useless. <laughs> I don't think he is. That's so, the thing. He's, it's like he is. I think he is a genuinely good spy. He has his grandfather who hasn't turned up yet, which I find interesting. You know, when when are we going to see his grandfather again? Um, I find it. I think River's actually quite a good spy. He just gets bad luck. You know, I mean, everybody would have come to the same conclusion in season two, right? It wasn't his fault. Like, you know, the, the thing that got him sent to Slough House wasn't his fault. It was like blonde idiot. You see that in the first... Yeah, um... but he was set up by someone. Yeah. Who was he set up by? And, and my money was on his grandfather because he wanted the... his grandfather wanted well, him he... to be with Jackson Lamb. His second series, everybody would have come to the same conclusion as him. Everybody would have come to the same conclusion. I, it's the way he's... I think, for me, it was the way he sold it because he said, let's just be sure because if not... But River, but I think, genuinely is yeah. quite a good spy. I mean, he manages to get into the Slough House and pass all that security quite nicely. Um, it only gets mm. caught towards the end of it. Um, and, it and it was bad luck that he got caught. N- nothing more. See, um, I, just, I just love Jackson Lamb's response to him because he's like, kind of, I would have done it. And then I would have killed all the bastards. Yeah. 
That's it. I would have got in, got out, no one's known. I would have killed the bastards and then boom, it would have been over and done with. Um, yeah, it's... Uh... But again, Jackson Lightley's I... all being up. <laughs> it's like they're both in the cab. Oh, yeah. You going? <laughs> you're such a bastard. You are such it's a bastard. Yeah. So, yeah, but you're going that way. Uh, and <laughs> it goes no 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 what's it? it goes but isn't 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 what's it uh, uh, what's it call it um chieftain on the on the on route to where you're going he went yes he goes because chieftain where you're oh, sorry we said what was it well, chieftain's on the way to where you're going yeah uh, uh, and can i can i get right with you and he goes yes and then he goes to stay in the car and goes no <laughs> it's just the way the timing on it is just like kind of well you thought it was good and then do one. Oh man it was it's great um I clipped that, that bit of him in the car fighting and sent it to my friend. Was, I know, I, I thought you that. might. That, that, that made me giggle as well. It did make me laugh. Um, I, I, I'm, I, I genuinely, I love the first two episodes because I messaged you going, this is awesome. I actually think this is probably the best season at the moment. It, it, it's genuinely, I'm enjoying it. Um, I just think the, the interaction between them is all just really quite good. I, I kind of like the new guy. Um... He's interesting. I, I, no, it's been good. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I think the blonde guy was getting a bit tiresome. At some point, he was going to have to get it in the neck. And because he was such a, a you know, smarmy character in this one, he deserved it at the end there. But I'm, I'm still, I don't know if it was the punch. I, I think he might have been, I think there still might be somebody else, something else going on here, like another team that you just, we just haven't the... been seeing. Yeah, it's and it'd be funny because it'd be a case that Jackson Lamb knows about that second team and has ignored the other team that they're looking into. If that makes sense, because they haven't linked Chieftain to the guys that were following Lamb yet, and I'm just mm. wondering, you know, because yeah. you haven't seen them yet. The Chieftain team that you see was only three of them, right? And okay, we know that there was the the, the larger people effect, but they haven't sort of said why they were following Lamb. Because why were they? They were there to test MIC. Nobody gives a shit about Slough House. So who was following Lamb? What was mm. that all about? I'm just... There's more here. More and also, There's James Callis hasn't... James Callis hasn't shown up yet. Yeah. So he's probably in charge of that other team. Um, it, it's good, though. I'm enjoying the hell out of it. I hate waiting, though. I'm so used to not waiting for streaming. Um, it feels this really feels like it should have been a BBC TV series. It really does. Mm -hmm. um, but they're too too fucking stupid at the BBC to to do oh. that. I'm afraid. Oh. Um, Talking of stupid BBC, shall we talk about Doctor Disappointment? Yeah. There are, right. The problem is right. This would have the been the problem is sorry a reasonable season final. Right. It would have been a reasonable season final. But again, I go back to the fact this was the 60th anniversary specials. After the 50th, after you had all of those things in the 50th, you had the you know the night of the doctor with the surprise uh, comeback of Paul McGann. You had you know the day of the, the doctor, five which doctors. Was, uh, you had the five doctor thing that they did as a, a special in the background. What the fuck was this? All this was was celebrating Russell T. Davis and his ego. I mean, you know, wh what does he bring back? He brings back David Tennant because he's got a boner for David Tennant, which he clearly has, right? Um, he brings him back. And, you know, the only thing we get of any other Doctors, any other history mentioned, other than the very brief glimpse of the first Doctor in colour, which was interesting, um, we get... We get um, you know, marionette puppets of all the all all of the the companions. That's it. This wasn't sixty years of Doctor Who. This was no, this Russell T. Davis's crowning achievement. And the fucking reason for David Tennant's face coming back, like for him regenerating to the Fourteenth Doctor, was just lame. I mean, it was just there was no. I, I'm sorry, Russell T. Davis has become a lazy fuck. I mean, he just he just uh, yeah. So, so let's just 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 do a quick recap. So, so episodes that he picked apart was um, the Idiot's Lantern with John Leggy Bear. He picked apart the episode with um, Peter Kay, where you had whatever it was, Susan, or whatever the organisation was there. We had the yeah. fucking corridor scene, which is stupid. 
Um, he picked apart the one with um, the Peg people that um, Mark Gattis wrote. Um, he then revisited the Master Dancing in uh, Last of the Time Lords. He was ripping himself off. There wasn't. There was barely, barely there anything there. There were all links and, and, to his and hang on a second. And, and you were sitting there going, "Oh, well, we'll get Peter Capaldi come back, and this, that, and the other." Come. What did we got? We got fucking Mel, who's famous for screaming really loudly. She did a good job. She wasn't irritating like she was when she was with Colin Baker, admittedly. Yeah. Oh, it's. Oh, I'm just. Um, it, I mean, there were moments yes. that I that, that I did enjoy. I mean, I still think the by generation. I mean, you, you you just sit again. Don't watch Doctor Who Confidential because all this was was inflating his ego. I've done something nobody else's. We've made history. We've made history. That's all you give a shit about. Oh no, no, he already did that. In, he did that in um, what do you call it? Um, he didn't do the by generation, but he did the lost, same uh, trick of of tenant yeah. regenerating and then not regenerating. I went really. You're going to do that again. Really? And then they pull them mm. apart. And it was like, you just want your two doctors that you fancy uh, on the screen together. And but then, the and moment, then got, the bit where, where Mel goes to Shooty, oh, you're beautiful. That can't even make sense because he's, you know. But it was the bit that when Donna does, do you come in a range of colours? <laughs> that did make me laugh. That did make me giggle. <laughs> that did actually make me laugh. Uh, uh, yeah. I was, that was, was a nice, did, that I, was a funny moment. Did it feel like there was not much episode in this episode? It felt like this wasn't the sixtieth. It felt like you had. Didn't even feel like, like a season finale. Uh, Keith. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Right. This is where. This is where. If people watch Doctor Who Confidential, they had Germans. You have a right to complain because Russell T Davis thinks you're all Nazis. Um, because get this, Gareth. Apparently. The toy maker was a racist character, so they had to make him racist in this. So that 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 whole sort of shot in scene at the in the beginning, which wouldn't have happened in 1925, just believe me, somebody wouldn't have had that indigo. I was born in Cheltenham. Maybe in today's 2020 2023, when somebody says says that, you might get that kind of attitude and rightfully so. But in 1925, if you saw an Indian chat, you'd rightfully think he was an immigrant because he probably fucking was. Right in 1925, but you know we'll, we'll, we'll let that one sit. The whole reason that racist comment is in there is because Celestial, apparently, which it does in one respect, refer not just to godlike beings. It refer has a connection to China because apparently we used to call China the Celestial Empire because the sun, uh, well, that's where the sun rose, right? And because the toy maker was dressed up in this kind of Chinese style costume. That's racist. So we had to make the toy. We had to make. We had to make the toy maker a racist character. What? I mean, Fuck me. Go, 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 Don't get down about it. It's so bad. It's funny, and it's so lazy. It's funny, it's, right? And, it, and uh, the, the thing that got, is, go on, go on. The go thing on. that got me was just the. It was just, if you go back and watch it again, it's a shit episode. It, for, for for either a season finale or a 60th special, yeah, it is lacking. Compare that to the bloody day. Compare that to Silver Nemesis with fucking Ace and the Seventh Doctor. That was better. True. Yeah, he starts off and it's like kind of you've got some um, like Morgana Le Fay character wandering around looking for this this material that was um, part of. Uh, I remember. Uh, Time Lords and stuff like that. Then you get the, the the knights turn up, and then the what do you call it? The bit at the end, the stinger at the end. The fucking Cybermen arrive out of nowhere, and you're like, oh, and that's like wow. As a kid, I was like, God, I've got to go to fucking Cub Scouts in a moment. And <laughs> again, right, and you know, right, right, all this bullshit the Guardian put out and the BBC put out about the casting for Isaac Newton. It's it's a blatant lie. Right, they they were baiting you because they interview Russell Ru Russell T Davis again. Right, and right at the beginning he goes, "Oh, this is going to be a massive change for Doctor Who," uh, and we all know like know how the fans like like change. And he just looks at the screen. It's like, "Come on, come and have a go at me," kind of thing, and then starts oh. laughing. It was that I am baiting you. I am pissing you off deliberately. Right, and that's what he's doing. He's 
he is doing exactly what She-Hulk did. He thinks in his brain he's the one trolling the fans, right? And that's why you lost over 500,000 viewers from the first episode, which was pretty low, right? For a normal Doctor Who episode, let alone a 60th anniversary special, right? To this one. It, it It's just ridiculous. I mean, I keep saying this, and I'm going to say this again. This is so not impartial. This is baiting fans. It's trying to, it is by, you know, apparently, apparently he was colorblind cast, Newton, which is bullshit. He was cast on purpose, specifically, so that anybody who complains about it, oh, we could call it a race, racist. And when you say, right. well, you I wouldn't fucking change Malcolm X, would you, to a white one? Yeah, but white Malcolm X's thing was re directly related to his color. How is that an argument? Ah, oh, right. So uh, that is what I heard. Uh, the theory goes as follows, yeah? The reason that they they had to cast him like that is because of the BBC's uh, DEI initiative. They had to have someone of colour in there. Uh, and but considering it was an episode where it featured just two white people, they couldn't just have a, another white person there. So instead of, say, like, I don't know, landing next to Nelson Mandela in South Africa... They had to pick on Isaac Newton. It's bullshit. Russell T. Day, it was deliberate. It's utterly bullshit. It's deliberate. It was done deliberately because none of this is clever. It's not even doing this this baiting stuff and dying. It's not clever. It's it's unbelievably cliche. It's like at the final meal with the doctor. We had to Rose is not just trans. No, nope. she's a fucking vegan too. Oh, oh, Seriously. Now, now, now that's where I take massive offense. Stereotyping. And and because 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 the character was racist, right? The, the the thing. So he starts doing a comical quick before the Germans go, oh, we have ways of making your talk, right? Again, wonderbar. He's he's implying that Germans are racist. That's what he's doing, right? And because the, the accent, by far the most accent, and when he does, you know, where you're from kind of thing, right? It was done in a German accent. Not an English accent, a German accent. It's 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 stereotyped, it's it's baiting, it's it's white fucking knighting, and, and it's just bullshit. <laughs> but there were moments in this that I did enjoy. I mean, the thing is that's so annoying is that actually I think I would like Shooty Gatwell as the doctor. This is what's annoying, right? And, and the campness doesn't bother me. I mean, and, and, and you know, I think the people bitching and moaning about him being gay, so fucking what? Right. It kind of makes sense that when the doctor was a woman, uh, no, fancied right, other on, women, I kind of understood no, no, no. that. Right, right. Hold yeah. on, Keith. Just not Keith. Yaz. He's not gay. He's fucking stereotypically gay. All right. That's the, he, that's the thing. That's what we're going to get. We're going to get awful stereotype gay. We're going to get. I, I, Awful shitty nineties stereotype gay because he because in the next trailer, he's in a fucking gay club in a fucking tutu and I'm like, oh my god! It just needs a, a feather boa to go along it's with a it. Kill. It wasn't a tutu. It was a kilt. It was a kilt. Was it a That's kilt? Not, that, that, white yes, kilt. Because I've seen no, I've seen kilt. a white kilt. White t-shirt and a kilt. Trust me, it's kilt because I've seen the pictures. Let's let's not have some hard ass Glaswegians coming to beat the shit out of us. Because you know they take. Oh, do you know? Do you know seriously. what? The, I I I know Glaswe I know Glaswegians, yeah, and and the rules for for Glaswegians when it comes to kilt is kilts are only English people wear them at weddings <laughs> when they're pretending to be Scottish. Some truth in it. Uh, it's a kilt, um, and I don't know why he's wearing it. Um, um, again, yeah, him in a gay club. The thing is, right, him coming in in his boxer shorts. Again, I can't, I can't get this out of my brain because I know, I, I, I just know it. Right, it, it was all that's all Russell T. Davis doing because he just wanted to see him in his fucking, you know, with, with half his kit off. And again, the unit soldier that 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 comes at the beginning to rest the doctor, again, kind of looks a bit butch, kind of village people like when he comes, turns up with the muscles out there and the the, the Freddie Mercury tash and the slightly foreign accent kind of thing. But again, it it just. It felt a bit village people <laughs> in the nicest possible way. And, and I look, mm. Russell T. Davis has always had an agenda when it comes to homosexuality. He's always put it in everywhere he can. 
He did that in the first season of Doctor Who. I mean, I remember always say, laughing at Torchwood, that Torchwood, the first season, that every alien running around fucking Cardiff. And apparently, there were all lots of aliens running and they were all gay. <laughs> um, but but that that's a slight overstatement. But it was funny how much of that was in there. Um, I I I I didn't mind the toy maker spice up your life scene that much i kind of oh no it's not like i hadn't seen that before with the scissor sisters and the master i know well that was again so there was something he 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 threaded some things in there that's obviously going to come back you've got the legions uh so you've got the toy makers legions you've got some kind of more powerful fucking bad guy that the toy maker was scared of that he mentioned it and of course you've got the master because well, there's only one uh, person in Doctor Who lore that would be more powerful than the toy maker. Who? Omega. Well, I he lives in his own is... fucking dimension too. I think so that's who's it's... coming back. But I also Unless think something new. But yeah. it was a woman that picked up um, the masters, the master trapped in the tooth. Um, and it was none of the women that we saw on screen. So it wasn't it wasn't wheelchair girl. Um, it wasn't Kate. Kate. Well, I'm sorry, but I loved. Oh, I love. Hang on a second. I love. What the wheelchair girl? Yeah, I mean, she was so bitchy. Although the doctor did slap her down for it. Um, I loved. I loved it when Kate yelled at her because I've seen you walking. <laughs> I was like. I'm not going to argue with that because yeah, because there is a bit where she's up and she's walking around, just not massively. Um, and I'm just like, why has she got caught electric one with the gear stick? And they're making out like um, the only reason that uh, it was um, what's his face cast as a toy maker was because he can sing and dance, even though they say in, in the thingy that he can't really dance, um, uh, and that he could juggle. That was the reason. Nothing to do with the fact that he's also gay. And that's why Russell T. Davis cast him, because that's exactly why Russell T. Davis cast him, um, because he's biased. <laughs> um, uh, right. So I, I, I've, I've reached a conclusion that, that Russell T. Davis is, uh, is completely aware that his pe- he's peaked and gone. Yeah. And he's trying yeah. to peak again. But he's not. I mean, his his <laughs> interjected wokeness is lazy, not talented, cliche. And at times, actually, ends up being racist towards Germans, but you can't do that because apparently, you know, you can't. Germans um, don't count as people. They're not real and, people. And you know, apparently. the baiting is done deliberately. He wants a fight with people. He wants to have a go. He likes it. He's one. You know, apparently, the original Tormiaka was 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 racist. No, it wasn't. It was a. It was part of the time. There was nothing racist about it. It was just it was part of an era. You know, cultural appropriation, which I hate the fucking word, you know, was something people just did. It wasn't done out of mass. It was done. Now we know better. Now we're a bit more civilized. But there's no need to call it racist because it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't deliberate. They weren't going, they weren't all on there walking around with the fucking fingers up like that going, they weren't doing that. It wasn't, it wasn't deliberately racist. It's the same as this whole bullshit around Davros, which is utter bullshit. Um, and, and it's just uh, lazy. The, worst thing, the thing with the Davros thing is all he had to do is just keep his fucking cake hole closed. He was the one that brought the, the Davros back. That's what... It's... <laughs> And do you know what his thing was? We d- he said it goes out of all the characters. It's like kind of oh, we bring back the master. The master regenerates, so then we have to we have to do this. And we bring back the, the Cybermen. They come from a different dimension, so we have to do this. We bring back Davros. We don't have to do anything. We just have to refurbish him. That's his words exactly. Mm. And all he had to do was just turn around and say the following: Just I want to see a different vote. I want a different take on Davros because we see him in the chair. Julian's not getting any younger. Yeah. And it would be nice just to see, you know, what he looks like without the makeup pre-accident. That's yeah. it. Just yeah. That shut yeah. your mouth. Because it would have worked. I would have accepted and that's that. What I thought, and that's what I thought until Russell T. Davis opened his mouth and ended up looking like a complete and utter tard. Because that's what you are, and that's what you've become. You are you 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 you've been you've been sucker punched by the woke brigade. And now you've got it into your head that you are a bastion of 
you know, um, uh, 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 what's the word? Um, virtue, uh, and therefore you you have this platform, so you're going to use it. But the trouble is, Russell, you're not even doing it intelligently. It's just cliche, and it's so clunky, and it's so bad. It's almost funny how 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 you do it. And 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 you know, casting an Indian guy, a half Indian guy. Yes, he's British. He's a British actor, born in England, but his father was Indian, and unfortunately. Sir Isaac Newton had white skin and he's a part of history. Mm. And the thing is, you can't recast historic characters. You can't, right? Mm. It's what Hollywood has done. Making Cleopatra black for fuck's sake when we know damn well she wasn't, right? It's just stupid. It's misrepresenting history. And the problem is we learn from our history, right? There are going to be school kids watching this that are going to think that Sir Isaac Newton was some hot, hot, hot you know, mixed race guy when he wasn't. It's wrong. Mm. And I don't care what the, bloody but, race but, they hang are. On, hang on, hang on, Keith. You, this is the thing that they, they don't understand. Yeah? Because the moment they find out who he is and what he looks like, the first question is, why? Why did you change him? And you, and, and well done, gentlemen. You fucking lost them. You sit there and think you're indoctrinating people. You lost them. Uh, 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 and uh, I don't know. It, I, I find it weird because it, there's an interview with with Stephen Moffat, and he explains how Doctor Who can't be left or right wing; it has to be down the middle, yeah. which is sensible. And I really appreciate that. And 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 he's, uh, and as I said before, at the end of this, you'll be fucking begging for Moffat because I know I know that the shit bits of Doctor Who that were put in place, and I've heard it. I heard it from Stephen Moffat's mouth. Yeah, he was about. 20 meters away from me when he said it i have bosses too who make demands of me yeah and it's like and and one of the things that he was like kind of one of the questions that you couldn't ask him was when's the doctor gonna be a woman which means he didn't fucking want to do it if we were told you we were told before he comes Stephen Moffat's coming out oh <laughs> sorry part of me you start pressing the button keith i'm pressing the I button didn't i didn't press it Part of me is like, I could ignore the, the chip. There's a good point because I could ignore the Chibnall stuff because I didn't like it. I really could. I, look, I, I, I'm unusual. I've always said, and I maintain this, I don't have a problem with the Doctor being a woman as long as it was played by a competent actress who embodied the, by some of the character. Writer and written, mm. more importantly, by a competent writer. I have no problem with the Doctor being bisexual, gay, whatever you want it to be. Kind of makes sense when the Doctor was a woman to sort of fancy other women. It kind of made sense. Just not Yaz, because she was boring, dull, and did nothing. She was no Rose. She was no fucking Amy Pond. She was no Clara. <laughs> you know, all mm. three of those were, were interesting companions. I, I loved the buddy-buddy relationship between Donna. I loved seeing Donna again. But again, interjecting this wokeness into Donna, it just didn't make sense. It didn't, you know, again, I don't even have a problem with Donna having a trans daughter. I, 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 it, again, the trans stuff was so clunky. The only natural thing was the grandmother saying, you know, asking the question and being uncomfortable or not wanting to upset her and asking. I get that. I have, I have no problem with any of that. It's fine, right? But it was the clunk in the way that it was done. It was shining a neon light on it. And it wasn't about the character. It was about Russell T. Davis being virtuous. That's what it was about. And that's what pisses me off. Because you can see it. Oh. We see through this. I have no problem yeah. with the character. I know that you've got issues, and I respect that. But for me, I didn't have an issue I, with that. It, children. Don't fuck with children in that no, fashion. I, I get it. No, I'm, look, it's the I, child's I, I, choice. It's the child's choice. No, now, it's not I, the child's choice. No, you only make well, that choice when you're an adult. It's the adult's it's choice true. to do that to the child. That's no, the I problem. mean I have a I have a kind of niece. I suppose she is my niece. I effect, effectively who is trans, right? It's true, right? She's been persecuted by a bloody mother and don't even get me started because I want to fucking smack the bitch so hard. Um, and her grandfather and her biological father, right? And I've already got you know she's living with with uh, my sister-in-law at the moment. Right now, she you, when I met her, I, she was eight years ago. She was she's twenty one now, right? So she was like 
12. You could tell then. She was a boy then, but you could tell, right? So she just wasn't a tomboy or a lesbian. No, she wasn't. And she, she did. No, her parents don't want it. She, she, she's chosen this. And now she's 21. She, she's not had the operation or anything like that, but she's very much a girl. Trust me. <laughs> um, so, she's she a, so she's a girl now. Yes, she is. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, so she was a boy and then a girl. She was a very fucking feminine boy and she never wore boys thing. Every time no one looked, she was putting <clears> makeup on. But that's another matter. I, I, Different to a Tom. But, Different to a Tom. Right. I, I um, just, I, I get the idea of, of, of men dressing up in drag and whatnot. That, that kind of. No, this is, rebe- that's trust fine. Trust me, this is real. And you could sense it the but, minute you, you met her. I mean, there's but, another. But the thing a, is, is do you, you leave the fucking children alone? That's all I ask. Yeah. Since you're an adult, you can do what you fucking want. I, 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 as, long I, I pa- as long as you don't it, ask but, me to pay for it, I'm, I'm not interested. It's your money, your life, your choice. I, but, it, the Guardian's gone after a lot of fans, and, and the BBC have gone after a lot of fans who are raising these points and trying to make them all these ists. And the thing is, we're not. I just have a problem with you misrepresenting historical characters, right, for the, fact, for, for the, for the thing that you just want to bait people, right, which is not impartial, right? And it would be fine if this was on a streaming service or on ITV, not the BBC. You're meant to make programs for everybody. Stop baiting people. I don't care what your fucking views are. You work for a publicly funded company. You want to have a platform. You want to your words. Go work for ITV. Go work for Sky TV. Go work for a fucking streaming channel. Don't work for the fucking public network that is paid <laughs> for by taxpayers' money. Don't. Because it's not a fucking platform. The BBC is meant to be there for everybody, and it's not. And Doctor Who is a sheer goddamn evidence of this. The BBC is yeah. entirely broken, right? And I know there's loads of people out there, my father included, says, I don't want to get rid of the BBC because I don't like adverts. It's not enough of a reason. The BBC streaming. is not in part. Go, Apple TV's not got adverts. Yes. Well, it's got don't movement between, but you can skip watch them. everything on streaming like I do. Um, I, I am never going to pay for a TV license again. Even if I come back to the UK, I will never pay for one. And I'm especially not paying an extra tenner, which it will be next year. Because it, 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 it it's not worth it. It's not for me. The BBC don't me. make yeah. programmes anymore for me. Every drama series they make has to have a lesbian character or something else in it. Everything has to be a way of, you know, social, what do they call it? Social engineering. Social right? engineering, And this is, yeah. this is what the BBC is doing. And, and the thing is, they're slightly more clever with this in other, in, in other aspects. In fact, the only goddamn program they still make that I actually watch, two, to be honest, is Beyond Paradise and Death in Paradise. But even they have had moments. Right? I, but I'm, still... I'm with you on those two programs. Um, but it, it's just getting worse. And Doctor Who, you know, you've got no excuse. And, and here, this was 60 years. This is the second longest running science yeah. fiction show in the world. Where was the second celebration? Gee. I know. I think Star Trek's slightly longer. I think Star Trek's no, got... No, 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 no. Hey, Doctor anyway. was in black and white. Yeah, but Doctor Who was in black and white when Star Trek was in colour. Um, because... Uh, still, still before, still before. But he... he anyway. I mean, I know it's before man landed on the moon, so... Um, but here's the thing, right? 60 years of this program. Where was the celebration? All this was was a celebration of Russell T. Davis' greatest moments. That's what this was. There was, it was, you know, the day that it, they didn't even air the damn episodes on the day because Russell wanted it on a Saturday, right? And we're getting the Christmas special back, which, you know, yay, great. But the trailer, and there is a moment in the trailer. There was a moment in the trailer that, that, that did give me the feels when he's and, and it, you mentioned it before we came on there. It's when he's running along the rooftop and he jumps onto the line and goes, "Hi, I'm the Doctor." Yeah, I'm there for it, and I like right. the actor. I don't care that he's camp- okay. Right. So, um, November twenty third, nineteen sixty three, oh, Star right. Trek, nineteen sixty six. Then it's the longest um, one. Science fiction show. Where was the bloody celebration? Where where was the celebration of all things Doctor Who, not just right, all things Russell T Davis? Let's, let's let's just have a look at some of these comments because the, the guys have been chatting quite nicely. So so first of all, hello Biffa. Sorry, we're not ignoring you. We just kind of got carried away. Um, and yeah, <laughs> yeah, I missed that. Um, you can't spell retard without RTD. 
I love that saying. I'm keeping that saying. <laughs> it's not mine. Thanks, I wish it was mine. I need this one. <laughs> What's that? Um. <laughs> oh, dear, so, so we got that there. Uh, hello, Laurie. Um, I I think Chuck is uh, Chuck Chuck is up. Um, where are we? Hi, buddy. Uh, so yes. Giggle was a 60-minute end credit scene setting up shooting out like, yeah, it kind of felt a bit like that. But there uh, were moments hello, Chuck. that I enjoyed your Yeah, story. Chuck, where's my Iceland stuff? I got cycling I got cycling on Tuesday. I would like something to watch as I'm cycling in the gym. Thank you very much. Um, not like to sit there and, and watch YouTube as I'm, I'm cycling. Um, oh, fuck me. That, oh, thanks, Biffa. I forgot about that. Remember this one? Remember this one? Oh my god, if this wasn't a poke at the fucking audience, I don't know what was. Was that the cancellation thing? No, this was that everyone thinks they're right and causing oh, yeah, havoc yeah. with everyone else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh my fucking word. Yeah, yeah, I know. That oh was... my absolute I can tell you word. one thing, Russell, I... you are not right. You are so far from being right. You've insulted Germans disabled people in many ways trans people because you just did a cliche thing um and stereotyped them because now and dr who fans know, now not only are you a vegan you know all, all trans people have to be vegans as well jesus christ i mean i can tell you one thing um she <laughs> like my, my, my niece she likes a good beef burger I'm telling you um and uh you know, so bullshit that they all have to be vegans. And that was just, again, why did you have to have the vegan thing in there? Again, it was just, it was hi, there. Steve. It's cliche. Um, mm. And uh, hi, Steve. Um, I, do you know, I am, I have got some Doctor Who oh. ornaments, but I got them from the 50th. Um, I couldn't, I couldn't find them. I, I, I looked at and, the Hallmark thing. I couldn't, and you know, they're in the UK. Despite what's happened to this show, I still have a love of Doctor Who. Even not this current incarnation of it. I have to admit that the jukebox in Shooty's TARDIS set. I, I, I'm, I'm warming to that TARDIS set. I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I'm warming to that TARDIS set. Um, it's kind of I like Re the white back. Retarded like set. Retarded okay. set. I like the jukebox in it. The thing, do you know what I find so fucking annoying, right? I think if we'd had Moffat writing for Shooty Gatwa, he would have been a really bloody good doctor. <laughs> and that's what's so mm. annoying. Um, because I like Shooty Gatwa, I do. I genuinely do like him. I liked him as Eric. I always did. I was excited about him being the doctor. But there's just all this shoehorn stuff. And I could live with the gay stuff. I could, right? I was used to that with Russell T. Davis writing before. I was fine with that, right? I don't really have a problem with that. It's all the other stuff that bothers me. But yeah, I I, I might have a look at some more because I like I like I have a Christmas jumper, right? And unless people really pay attention to it, um, I've got this blue um, Christmas jumper, and it looks like it's snowflakes. But in between the snowflakes are Daleks and Cybermen's and Tardises. You have to really look. Um, it's my favourite Christmas jumper. I love it. Um, unfortunately, so, uh, you also had the, you had the, you had, as I said, we, the master scene from um, last time, Lord, where he's running around to Scissor Sisters. They pretty, that was a pretty much uh, thing. I, oh, I don't know. Um, but uh, yeah, I was expecting to use the term reality bender. Would <laughs> um, be British to understand that. <laughs> I, I'm really surprising they didn't fit some kind of communist message in there somewhere. That reminds me of the Harry Enfield sketch where they're trying to figure out a name for Re uh, BBC Two, and it's all the BBC controllers are together, and it's like kind of what should we call BBC? Our, our second BBC channel, we should call it a BBC Stalin, like that, because we're all communists. <laughs> um, you, um, I, I, you said you watched Monarch, um, and I was yes, I enjoying Monarch. Monarch until this week. <laughs> I have to admit, there was something in this week that just went, mate, oh, we went, oh, really? Oh, really? Yeah. Really? Oh, I wonder <laughs> if they tried to crowbar something in there. Oh, I and don't know. They, and, Maybe and it was they, crowbarring and they, in and the fact they... that she was a lesbian. 
And then, and then they double down on the crowbarring. Oh, yeah. So it's like she's not a le- not just a lesbian; she's an unfaithful lesbian too. And she got a load of kids killed. Really making this character really likable. <laughs> she was she was okay. She was kind of sympathetic until they did that. And it was crowbarred. You're right. The whole lesbian thing was crowbarred. It was. I was actually enjoying it up until that moment. And then when she. The, 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 the minute you see her with a girlfriend, you just went, oh, God. And you're like, why am I doing that? Why? I shouldn't feel like this because I don't have a problem with people being gay. But this is, <clears throat> right. Because it was. This is why I meant in there. last week. Right. Like, uh, right. Hold on, hold on a second. Hold on a second. So that was crowbarred in there. My wife, who's a teacher, turns around and says, um, the pro uh, the school at uh, school outside sc- the school was inappropriate behavior and that's disciplinary yes, yes exactly. yeah and it shouldn't have I mean, happened and i know any uh, relationship <clears throat> is inappropriate you never yep. see that in school you're not allowed whether male but or, or girl it was inappropriate that she walked into the school hand in hand and it's not because she's a girl it's inappropriate full stop um but yeah it, it's, it's... Uh, also she was also she came into school late too she's supposed yeah. to be in half an hour before the children are at least <laughs> Trust me, I, I, I hate I hate feeling like this because I hate groaning about things like this because I don't groan about it in real life. I don't I've got gay friends and I, I, I don't don't care, you know, I don't I don't think of it like that. It's not because they're gay, it's because it's crowbarred, it's because it's not done naturally, and it, it's it's because everything has to have a fucking gay character now. And the and the problem is I was enjoying Monarch until then, and it's it's the fakeness of it. It's that that's the so problem. The, the, the thing in the nineties I always had a problem with was when they crowbarred a romance in there that didn't fucking work. Yes. Do you remember that in the nineties yeah. you had some yeah they had to have some romance in there for the women and it's like kind of but it doesn't fucking work. Why have you got it in there? Take it out. Seriously, and it's the same with this, and it's like kind of oh my god, aliens invading, they've destroyed New York and they've taken out London because and they're coming this way, and what do we do? Oh look, you're gay. What the fuck? What about it the aliens? Was, <laughs> it was the whole seven and nine thing making her gay all of a sudden that I never bore. And again, this character. And the worst thing shows... is, hang on a second. The worst thing yeah. is, the thing that got me was not gay with Raffi. I'm sorry, she's got better taste than that. <laughs> um. Yeah, um, I don't. What did you make of it though? Until that point, what did you make of it? Uh, uh, boring, laboured, um, not very All interesting. Right. Um, didn't uh, that you could literally, I could literally take a pair of scissors that make it an hour and a half, and you'd love that hour and a half that I'd, I'd leave in there. Um, the, I have the, to I say, I found dad, the nineteen fifty the... stuff more interesting than the the modern day thing. Um, I found the 50s stuff uh, um, more interesting. Seven, um, seven of nothing gay. Uh, seriously, Steve, have you not watched Picard season one and two? <laughs> she, <laughs> um, it just gets crowbarred in at the end of season one. Oh, the Borg cubes crashed on this planet and they're about to unleash some evil AI from another dimension. Oh, and by the way, I'm gay! Fuck me. That's how it happened. Literally, I've just. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. Um, we did funny. Funny enough, Laurie, we also do call them sweaters. Um, it's kind of a mixture. Jumper. Just, uh, just jumpers. Uh, ju- yeah, we say jumpers. Laurie, call them jumpers. Well, my dad says a sweater sometimes. Jumper. He says jumpers sometimes. I mean, when we're talking about Christmas, we do say Christmas jumpers. Like my my See? work had a Christmas jumper day on Friday. And uh, See, I always, for, for me, it's woolen knitted jumpers. Yeah. That's what that I've kind got. of fabric that you wear to the gin sweater because you sweat yeah. into that jumper keeps mm. you warm. Uh, I, I mean, but I've got the proper woolen knitted Christmas jumper. I, I wish I had it here, but you just can't wear it here. Um, but I would have taken a picture of it for Christmas jumper day if I had it, seen how many people seen a fucking TARDIS. <laughs> See, Doctor Who fan have been all my life. And this is the thing, right? I suppose I remember Doctor Who before I remember Star Trek. I remember Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. It was Star Wars, Doctor Who, then Star Trek for me. But I remember I remember Colin Baker. I remember, you know, I remember Bonnie Langford. Bonnie Langford was my first companion. 
So I didn't mind seeing her back that bat that bat, 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 bat. I think she looks fucking good considering. Um um I didn't mind Bonnie Langford being back. That that didn't really fuss me that much. Um it's, I it's liked case it's yeah. in the next season where they make her black. Oh yeah, I know. Um she's ginger and, too, so right and, and the it. thing the thing was, I think I, I mean I know I'm going back to Doctor Who, but the thing I think the thing that bothered me the most was there were moments that I generally enjoyed because I love these characters, and 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 I'm not going to lie when when they split apart and 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 Shooty goes over and goes you know how do I look she goes you're beautiful that I found that quite appropriate, and then because of the campness of it and I've seen how women speak to very camp gay guys like that and they do say things like that but it was then Donna that sticks around in such a Donna way to, do you come in a range of colours. I found that funny, um, and that mm. was typically Donna, um, and it made me giggle. Um, but you know, there's going to be somebody saying, "Oh, that's racist." <laughs> it wasn't. It was funny. Um, but anyway, I, I'm, I'm, I, I kind of see where you're coming from, on Monica. I just suppose it was something to watch that's better than half the other stuff that's on TV at the moment. Yeah, it's uh, just it's so slow, so fucking slow. It really is. Uh, uh, yeah, well, you could say the same about For All Mankind, I suppose. Um, I don't watch For All Mankind because it... So, well, there you go. I'm fine for that one. This week's episode was good, actually. Um, quite a good twist at the end. Um, and that, that, that's been all right this season. Um, that's been all right better this season. Oh, you've got it back, though, now. So, now that you've got Apple TV, you've got to catch up. You've got to watch Foundation. You've got to sit through all that. Oh, oh. Foundation, foundation is like a cheese sandwich with no butter in it. That's got a third Seriously. season. That has been given a third season. Um, but uh, there's a film that's just come out on Netflix that I have not yet watched with Julia Roberts that everybody's banging on about, um, which is about some kind of apocalypse because they got hacked. Um, but it's got, uh, yes. it's got a class in it. Yeah. Yes, it's. Uh, I can't remember what it is. I saw, oh, yes, I saw that advertised. Yes. Oh my. Hmm. Oh, oh, Godzilla minus zero uh, minus one is coming out in UK on Friday. So how has the critical drinker already seen it? He had a screener copy from uh, Robert Meyer Burnett. You can see it when he's got a clip and it's got the the the, the screener number blurred out. Just saying. Um, I want to go and see that. Um, I'm genuinely interested to go and see that actually, partly because I like all things Japanese, and two, it does actually look quite good. <laughs> um, and and it's not because I want to be going to the cinema, oh no, it's a Gojira! Um, <laughs> um, I don't want to be Gojira. doing that, but I, it's Gojira, it's Gojira. <laughs> um, there's a um, what do you call it? Um, it apparently is really sad in places. Well, yeah, it's sex. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it, it the the period that it's set in. Oh, no, no, no! I'm sad. talking about the whole Godzilla thing. It's nothing about the post-war. It's the, the shit that happens with Godzilla to the people. That's a sad bit, apparently. I was like, because I listened to one person review it. It turned around and said, "I didn't want to go because when I found out it was as sad as it was, it's a real, a real emotional uh, roller coaster." Thanks. That means a lot. Yeah, I want to go and see it too. Um, I don't know when it's getting released here, and the trouble is, even if it does get released here, because it's a Japanese movie, it'll probably have Thai subtitles, which means I can't go and see it yet. So at some point, I will see it, but I'll probably have to wait until it comes to streaming so I can watch it with the English subs. Um, and I'm used to watching things with subs now, um, quite a bit. I watch something with my wife every, every three days a week, so although it's Tell I've been living here for seven years. Um, you can you can tell I've been living here long enough because now I don't always need the subtitles <laughs> to understand. <laughs> I'm picking up words ago. I know what they're talking about. Um, but um, yeah, I want to go and see Godzilla. Uh, I've seen lots of good reviews about it. The trailer, the trailer does it for me. Um, I kind of think it's cool the way he powers up. Um, uh, I rewatched the 2014 Godzilla movie um, purely because I wanted to see how it was linking into that Monarch TV series. Um, 
and it does link in quite well. They have linked it quite well. Um, they have done. Although, I mean, Monarch, you need more Godzilla in it. You need more Godzilla in it. You're right. It is slow burning. The only bit that's like really cool is on the bikini atoll when Godzilla turns up. But that's the only time you've seen him in throughout the whole thing. So yeah, and and now we're not going you know, like you know going back in time and seeing the beginning of Monarch. We were following oh. those characters at the beginning, and I enjoyed that. What? Die Hard is on at my local cinema. Thirtieth oh, anniversary. As they say, it's not Christmas until 35th you see Han- anniversary. It's not Christmas until you see Han- Hans Gruber falling off the Nakatomi Plaza. Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Live with oh, it. Do, I, do you know what? We, we, were, we had a conversation and one of the people I work with, she just turned around and she, we were talking about Christmas movies. She turned to him and goes, no, Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. And it was great because someone was standing behind, I think it was a guy called Gary was standing behind me and goes, it fucking is. <laughs> it's a Christmas movie. It's great. It's a Christmas, Christmas movie. It's during a Christmas party Christmas on Christmas Eve. It. Exactly. It's set at Christmas. It's a Christmas bloody movie. <laughs> Because I watch it every Christmas. It's not Christmas, as I said, until Hans Gruber falls off the fucking Nakatomi Plaza. It's it's just annoying. (laughs) It's on the same day that Godzilla Minus One comes out. But given the fact that it's a one-off, I'm thinking I'm going to watch Die Hard and then I'll go and watch Godzilla. You've got the card. You just walk out once. I know, but I can't can't do two sittings at once. Yes, you can. Be a man. They don't open that late. This is a real... (laughs) <laughs> it doesn't work because by the time it finishes, Godzilla minus one won't be on. Also, I have to work on a Friday. So, oh, is it only oh on shit, a I can't do it on Friday because I'm. Hang on a second, I've just realised I'm doing the drunk gaming face punch podcast on a Friday, and I recommend you watch Keith because we're going to be Gareth, drunk. Gareth, you've got a bit of a cough. I can hear it coming on. You're going to be waiting. No, no, well Keith, on Friday. Keith. Hang on a second, Keith. Yeah. Keith, we're doing the drunk gaming face punch podcast, yeah, and the subjects go as follows. Nigel's got point-and-click adventures. Babs has got forgotten FPSs. And I've got boobs in video games. <laughs> there was a video Not game drunk gaming, that I wanted drunk to talk about this week, and I can't remember it now. I know the GTA 6 trailer came out, but that wasn't it. There was something else. Oh, right. Baldur's Gate 3. Can you please tell me what the fuck that game is and why it won Game of the Year? It's got bear fucking in it. There you go. Is that the reason it won? How was that better than Zelda? I'm no, sorry, but how was it better than Zelda? No, it is better than Zelda. It is. Trust right. me, it is. Fair it enough. is. Yeah. It's just got it's a bit more to it. It's a bit more adult. It's a bit more Yeah. The plus the game awards were shit this year anyway, so don't worry. Oh, Everyone no, agreed. The Even awards. the people agreed. The, the fucking they had this thing where they were only given allowed thirty seconds to make a speech rather than like a minute or ninety seconds. I blame Christopher Judge for his fucking world record beating twelve minutes sort of he had for making his speech. Um, so I think I think Christopher they had to if that's Christopher Judge that get off the stage I think was like one of the directions on it. But yeah, we went. I think we looked through some of the releases and everything was crap. Yeah. I think got GTA and that's not even this year. That's next year. No, it's 2025. Yeah. Sorry, it's not this not, year. Not not yeah. next year, the year after. That's what I meant to say. I was 20, thinking it was in 2024 already. It's 2025. Jump to the future. I, I, don't, I don't know what game... I, at the moment, I don't really have anything I'm looking forward to at the moment. I'm sure there'll be something that I've... Homeworld 3. But that's not on my... Oh, yes. Um, Homeworld 3. March. It's coming in March. Um. So, yes. It's going to be... Uh, that. That's going to be... Yeah, we might have to do some special podcasts around that. We'll have to do that on the gaming face punch side of things, but we're gonna have to. You and I, you, you and I, are up, gonna have to get together have to, up, to do. To be up late for that one, man, or we do it on a Saturday or something. Yeah, we'll we'll have uh, to. Yeah, do, nash- well, maybe some special ones for that. That because that is like the game. <laughs> I think yeah. there's there's only a few games that you and I like really sort of get that excited and get that thingy about that's one of them any versus breaks keep your ass um dude do you remember mike you you got your ass handed to you very swiftly in fucking um cataclysm <laughs> just like to point out it's, right ladies and gentlemen right gareth is a way better video gamer than me right he's generally much better than me right and i'm going on about a game that's nearly 30 years old because the only fucking game i've ever really been on 
Yeah. Right, home world. Um, <laughs> no, right, well, hang on. Home world cataclysm, I remember I fucking delivered you a killer you blow. my ass because you were the one that caught the dog. And then I, I and Tommy no, had no, to do no, it. Well, no, when we were doing, when we were doing, uh, what do you call it? Um, yeah, you we were doing like verses. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was the beast and you had the cruise missiles thing. So I just literally bought a load of cruise missiles, hyperspace jumped on top of your ship, fired the cruise missiles. You had no chance to intercept them and they blew your fucking ship to pieces. But it was a fantastic I mean, ta tactic. I, I came up with a way of defeating that second to last, third to last level on Homeworld. And I did it again last year. I did it again. It still took fucking two weeks. <laughs> Solid playing. <laughs> stealing ships. Two weeks of just stealing ships. <laughs> but then you jump in on that final battle. <laughs> fucking obliterated. <laughs> and I still don't know how else you defeat that level. I, I do genuinely don't know of any other method of defeating that level. Other than stealing all those goddamn frigates. <laughs> and I stole a fuckload of frigates. <laughs> and on that note, I think we should end it. Bye-bye. So, guys, thank you very much for washing. Washing? Uh, washing? Yeah, thank you very much for washing. We can smell you over the internet, apparently. Watching. Uh, and thank you guys for listening on the podcast. And we will catch you in the next one where we'll be talking about maybe Godzilla minus one. Hopefully, if you're going to see it, yeah, because I don't mind you spotting it. But yeah, thanks for watching, guys. Thanks to everybody in the comments. As always, Biffa, RTD, that one got me. Um, thanks for that. Thanks, Stupid Gamer. Thanks, Lorian Chuck. See you, speak to you soon. Uh, thanks, Steve. Thanks, Harold, Stupid Gamer. Um, you're being very polite. Like, he is really being well very behaved. polite. Makes me worry. What's going on? Who are makes you? Me worry. Oh, he um, didn't know what. Hang on a second. He didn't know what a bacon roll was. He got some exactly. HP sauce and went, oh, that goes great in the back. Don't, 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 don't swear. It's ketchup. It's fucking ketchup. It's bacon HP roll sauce. with brown sauce. Wait, don't, don't, don't talk rubbish. See, don't listen to him. Right? It, it, that's sacrilege. Brown sauce, ketchup, ketchup. It's a very British thing. <laughs> I'll have to explain it later. <laughs>